Welcome to Married at the Movies, a podcast where a married couple discusses their often different views on movies. I'm Monica. I'm Sean. And in this episode, we're going to discuss two movies. Uh, we recently watched uh, Women Talking, as well as Not Okay, two films we're going to be discussing. This year, one of them, uh, an Oscar nominee, one not, but uh, one we definitely felt yes. uh, was worth uh, a discussion on mm-hmm. absolutely for sure yeah um so let's start with the um oscar uh oscar nomination uh, for women talking this was a film from 2022 it was directed by sarah Pauly. um it is an adapted screenplay based on a book by Miriam taves uh that she says is a imagined of something from real events but uh not torn from the headlines yeah basically. she's not she's not claiming it for it to be nonfiction, but mm-hmm. um, based on a Mennonite community in Bolivia mm-hmm. and, you know, things from those headlines that she made um, this film. And it is very aptly titled. Um, <laughs> yes. It is. <laughs> Much like everything everywhere all at once. It really puts yeah, it all it out there on Front there. Street. <laughs> uh, and that it manages to be 90% of the film set in a barn. In mm-hmm. Do they actually even say what? state I no don't think they do. i don't think they ever name a location we don't even necessarily know i mean based on their accents and things we assume it's america well but, yeah and based on know, the uh census takers oh that's right that randomly so, show up some rural area in some town in the united states yep uh inside of a barn mm-hmm. and the um it starts off pretty early with the women deciding taking a vote on whether they should leave whether they should um stay and do nothing or whether they should stay and fight um, the uh, assault that they are facing from the men of their community. And it really is just them in the barn discussing what they're going to do. Uh, and it sounds like it would not be an interesting film. Uh, but, you know, for me, it was definitely riveting and had me interested uh, the whole time. Um, Sean, what did you think? Yeah, it's uh, interesting is a weird word to kind of use mm-hmm. because it's like very... Um, heavy subject matter so like yeah i i'm the more i think about this film i'm a little conflicted on it i think there are a lot of questions that i have that went unanswered and that i think kind of um confused me to the point where i'm not sure whose motivations or whose um not motivations but like whose uh opinions and whose Mm -hmm. like beliefs i would side with because i'm not a hundred percent sure you say they vote whether to leave which is clear cut Mm -hmm. yeah makes sense they vote whether to stay and do nothing i understand that but the third option is never quite really elucidated in the film to stay and and fight. fight what does that mean because at multiple times during the film they say if we lose the fight Mm -hmm. and i don't know what that means is that a metaphor is Mm -hmm. that is there literally a like fight ritual in which like like, one woman has to like literally fight a man or um what's kind of going on there so i think there's a little bit up in the air for me like a little bit too much that kind of took me out of it a little bit because I'm like, wait, what, what, what does that mean? What's Mm -hmm. going on? Um, that aside, the, this film is chock full of incredible performances, um, in like just really great dialogue and Mm -hmm. (laughs) well-written scenes with characters that feel real and that don't, it's not like, oh, this one woman is the one who says, oh, the men are right and we should do what they say. This woman is the woman that says, screw the patriarchy. Mm -hmm. This woman is the the one that says, well, this man is good, but, uh, you know, all the rest. And they're they're not hard and fast, like, templates for their ideas and views about what has happened to them, what should be their course of action, and, and what, you know, is, like, the... Um, ultimate problem or mm-hmm. like what the root cause of this problem is mm-hmm. they all have different opinions some of their opinions even change over yeah. time which I think is the most powerful part mm-hmm. Um, that it's not just you know like American politics where it's like 
X is bad. Yeah, X exactly. is the greatest. Yeah. X is bad. You know, there is actual... And you actual... can't even admit that your opinion changes. Right. <laughs> there is nuanced dialogue and a incredible, like, under or understanding, I guess, mm-hmm. of, you know, all of the, the different viewpoints. And mm-hmm. I think it's not... That could be used to the detriment of the film where, like, it's like nobody says anything. But I think the way that the... Yeah. The the way that it, it plays out, it's it's um it's a feature. Well, yeah, I, I think it kind of humanizes the situation in that um there it's easy enough as an outsider to say, oh my god, they should just leave. Duh, like, right? You're being assaulted. You just leave. Yeah. But through the other women and their points that they're making, you are like, oh, maybe it's not such a clear cut decision and right. you can you know completely understand um why somebody wouldn't want to mm-hmm. you know that i think that's... for multiple reasons and mm-hmm. yeah. multiple considerations of other people not just their own viewpoints exactly um and i think it was also very interesting how um even though the trauma was shared that there were still a lot of like finger pointing and who has it worse than mm-hmm. this person right um, that i think was I mean, I'm fortunate to not have any trauma like that, but I'm from like, um, I'd be interested to hear like a survivor's perspective of that. Maybe that another level of this, like just because we had the same experience doesn't mean we had the same experience. Right. (laughs) Yeah. We both had this thing happen to us, Mm -hmm. but it affects everybody in a different way. And the, the anger, the anger they harbor towards each other, you might not. You might think, oh, well, you're all going through this, so you should all be in this together. Right, yeah, but it's not not, a monolith. Not hate each other or this and that, but there's a lot of of anger being thrown around at everyone, not just the men in the community, Mm -hmm. which that's that's the part for me that kept it, I guess interesting isn't the right word, just... (laughs) Right, um, engaging. Yeah, a complicated, nuanced, Mm -hmm. that it wasn't, um, it wasn't just about... Like, it wasn't women sitting around bashing men. Like right. The, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, It was more complicated than that. And mm-hmm. the, you know, the the trauma aside, just the relationship amongst these women and, right. you know, deciding what they're going to do. Um, and having the lone, like, male character um, with them was also very, uh, very interesting. Yeah. For him being, like, in the background, I'm just here to take notes. And, um, like, that concerned male character mm-hmm. was a nice um sort of foil yeah foil is the right word but just just a different perspective as well right and i think they did well to not have him be like a white knight at all mm-hmm. and not be just kind of a a token male or like the like kind of like ideal epitome of an ally oh yeah. you know um yeah i thought uh ben wishlaw we should say um mm-hmm. some of the actors involved here uh he was the the man mm-hmm. um but then you had uh i mean you had rooney mara you had judith ivy uh, jesse buckley claire foy uh francis mcdormand is in it though not as much as you may think no, if you saw really the trailer no i was very <laughs> confused but yeah, I think I think the strength of this was the dialogue and mm-hmm. the writing and the performance. Yes. I think some of the just kind of um the I don't want to say substance of it, but like mm-hmm. the guts of the filmmaking mm-hmm. let me down in a couple yeah. of aspects. Well, There's When you said you were um a little like taken out of it, I the relationships amongst the women was very confusing it was very hard They're to like, tell wait that's her mom or so that's her grandma that's yeah her cousin we, sh- we should go back and, and mm. um say that the the reason that these women specifically are talking in the barn is because the vote amongst the entire community was mm-hmm. deadlocked mm-hmm. and three families were like elected to discuss and make the decision for the entire community mm-hmm. so we know there are familiar familial ties and there is a clear delineation of okay generation you know the eldest generation Uh the middle one and then the youngest generation but we don't 
know for most of the film how those women mm-hmm. are directly connected to each other until you say, you know, you know, you're my daughter. I should have protected you better. And it's like, oh, and then you're okay, like, oh, wait, that's, that's her, her mother. Yeah. And then you replay to yourself mm-hmm. everything that went on and all that, you know, kind of like, oh, okay, now I'm re re interrogating like what she said yeah. based upon the fact that now I know that it's that's her mother. Her mother. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think there were just like those kinds of things that let me down. And there is a, there's an entire plot line with a transgendered boy mm-hmm. that I'm still wrestling with what it meant or like what in, what was it trying to say? Right. Like, exactly. It seemed like some of the women were angry that saying like oh now just because they dress like a boy they're not going to be taken advantage of right sort of like an anger of yeah fully understanding and like oh they're just choosing to be a boy yeah i didn't even get that oh that's what i to be honest i thought the one the one woman said something like oh they just dress like a boy now and and i mean to me that meant that they are now one of the boys so they're not being taken advantage of in the same way yeah yeah, and that I I totally didn't get that. I, I thought the the storyline actually sets up with one thing that I thought was like an incredibly powerful line, but then once you realize that it was about uh, a, a person who was transitioning, like the line lost a little bit of the meaning. I thought because mm-hmm. when there are two of the younger girls talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, this character and mm-hmm. i honestly i'm looking at the imdb and i'm trying to remember who was who no it's kind of and just i the two younger honestly girls. cannot yeah, yeah. remember but they're talking about the the person um and are they they say is this who they're going to be now are they always mm-hmm. going to be a man yes and i thought that was i, I thought that was more like this is a boy who grew up and now they are worried that he is a man that oh. he is now part of He's this system man this who's... you know mm-hmm. predatory awful like power like mm-hmm. cycle and is this the way that he is now always going to be like uh. they were part of like the same like child friend group and now it's you know it's completely changed because they've grown. Oh. And then when it was like, no, it's a transgender person, I was like, oh, well, now what does that line mean? Yeah, see, that's, I mean, I took it as like a more of a the women being like angry or like, oh, this is unfair. You can just say you're a boy now and you don't have to go through what we're going through. Yeah, I see that. I see that now. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, I don't, which I, don't I mean, know. just further highlights like the complicated nature of some of these religious, you know, yeah, groups and organizations that that's not something that's going to be accepted. Now, towards the end of the movie, um, don't they say thank you for using my name? Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. And so that's like a, a little like accepting there, but I, I, I agree with you. It um, it was a little unclear what was there a certain purpose? Was right. it just supposed what was to act the, yeah as like the concept of gender being mm-hmm. fluid but not yeah. in this community right which something. again is another thing where i was like well this community seems very rigid mm-hmm. would this person even be permitted to continue living yeah in this space so i was yeah it just another thing that kind of confused me about the i'll say logistics mm-hmm. of you know the community itself um so yeah where i mm-hmm. i mean i think in our previous episode we talked about living and about how kind of the substance was a little bit you know um better than like the the performances or the writing mm-hmm. or anything and i think this in women talking it was kind of the opposite for me where it was like the you know the performance and like all of the things that aren't that are like <sighs> things that people watch for in terms of craft Mm -hmm. are incredible but the like film and the movie of it all 
to me was lacking. Yes, because of I agree with some of that confusion. Yeah. Yeah. Now if we um if we look back at our Oscar predictions for this. Yeah. Um after seeing this, this was nominated for adapted screenplay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe we had both said this was going to win. Actually, I said no. that Living was going to win. Oh, you said that Living was going yeah, to win. Yeah, but okay. again, we hadn't seen Living yes, or, yes. or this Living film. Talking. Yes. yes. <laughs> so for you, I assume this does not then change anything? No, I think it it will win, and I do truly feel like it should win. Yeah. Um, now, again, I didn't see All Quiet on the Western Front, but uh-huh. um, I'm still with seeing the other four. Um, I do think that this is was extremely well written some of those um some of those scenes some monologues that were in there were just incredibly moving and yeah incredibly just well written mm-hmm. um yeah i will say i think this one did change my mind in that i mm-hmm. do think this will win mm-hmm. um i don't know it, it's still hard for me because it's like oh old british thing tangentially about a war <laughs> like yeah you know fair, yeah will that win but no i i do think that this will win um yeah i still again still really want glass onion to win mm-hmm. although i learned that the rules are now that just anything that is a sequel is automatically eligible for adapted screenplay yeah that's right which is ridiculous yeah to it's me. a little weird but whatever mm-hmm. sure who cares yeah. um now i but, also think after seeing this movie um I had said in our Oscar prediction episode that where were all the women mm-hmm. in the directing category, and now I can conclusively say this should have been nominated for Best Director. Yeah. I think. Um, I just, I don't. Where's my list? There we go. I'm looking at the other, uh, you know, people nominated. Yeah, Todd there's Fields no way was Tar not was not better directed than this movie. Yeah. No. Give me a break. Um. Yeah, and even as much as I love Triangle of Sadness, I don't quite understand what uh, Ruben Ostlund yeah. is doing on this list. Um, even Spielberg wasn't like, I mean, Spielberg's Spielberg. Well, he was He's going to be nominated. incredible, you know. Um, but I would swap Spielberg for James Cameron, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're talking about, like, oh, yeah, this longtime director did what they do, and now yeah, yeah. they're nominated for award. Like, James Cameron, like, had nothing to work with just blue screen blue people mm-hmm. <laughs> blue lights and said this is what i need you to do and what i need you to feel and he got the highest movie true highest one of the highest grossing films of all time yes uh but i digress mm-hmm. um yeah and one of the other things that you had said i forget whether or not it was on or off of the podcast was how is nobody in this film nominated for yes, i did say that um i said I said I find it hard to imagine that we're going to see this movie and nobody is going to stand out. Yeah, as that. And but then, I would argue yeah. that that is the case because mm-hmm. n- literally no one stands who would you, out. Who would you pick? Like there are probably five supporting actress mm-hmm. nominees in this film alone, and no main. Correct. Yeah, and no. Yeah, they they don't. Uh, I mean, somebody gets first billing. Jesse Buck, or um, I believe. Rooney Mara does. Yes. But um but nobody is like the main character. No. Um and I think that's the point of the film. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not It's um, a shame it doesn't have like the Golden Globes has an ensemble category. Right. Yeah. That this would definitely be yet. Yeah, no, so I, I agree just with the nature of how the Oscars work between supporting and lead mm-hmm. that you can't really nominate anybody from this film. Correct. Because they were all working together (laughs) yeah they were all supporting and like they're just honestly going to steal votes from each other like everybody that thinks claire foy was the best is like going to have a counterpart that says that rooney mara was the best Mm -hmm. of the three of them so it's just yeah it's one of those weird voting things yeah but i still think the direction was very well done and should have been nominated yeah Yeah, i thought it it was very well directed and the the performances that sarah paulie was able to draw from um, these women was were incredible. Absolutely. Yeah. Even if they didn't quite answer the questions that I yeah. had about the film. Um, yeah. So let's think then um, as a film as a whole, what uh, what rating would you give this film? So I think originally I had this at a nine, but 
just because the issues that I have with it are such a basic and so easy to not like be a detriment mm-hmm. to the film, I think I have to go with an eight. Yeah. Um, I'm between the eight and the nine myself. No halfsies. Uh, yes. And I think after after viewing it, like immediately, I was like nine out of ten. Um, but I'm with you too. The more that it's set with me and thinking about some things, I think I'm also at an eight out of ten. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that was women talking. And uh, now for something completely, completely different. different. Although not really. Well, yeah. No, more, no, it is. No Oscar. It is very different. <laughs> yes. A new year. Uh, no more Oscar nominations uh, and Oscar films. Uh, uh, although we could still discuss i feel like we saw something else that we haven't uh haven't discussed or no I'm... um the the shorts are coming soon oh, to theaters yes, you're right. and those will be Oscar. we could do a, a short on the shorts <laughs> a short on the shorts um, okay yeah. that was <laughs> passive aggressive no no your your cheesy joke you were trying to make. I, that wasn't really a joke it was just oh. wordplay oh okay isn't that what a joke is Nah, not always. Okay. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> it was just, rhetoric. Um, not just humor. last, yeah, just last night, correct? Yes. Um, I don't know what we're. Oh yes. The next, the next movie. <laughs> yeah, yes. the next movie. Yeah, we watched it last <laughs> yes. night. Uh, so um, on Hulu, we watched the film Not Okay. Um, this came out just in 2022. It is directed by Quinn Shepard, and in a nutshell, it's a film about uh, a woman played by Zoe Deutsch who uh, is, you know, in the the era of wanting to be famous and a famous influencer, you know, looking at Instagram posts and all those things, wanting to get the likes, uh, that she fakes a trip to Paris, uh, claiming to be on a writer's retreat in Paris. Uh, And then in the real world, um, Paris is the victim of a terrorist attack. Uh, And she continues to fake the persona of being in Paris and now not just only being there, but being a survivor of bombings that happened. And I mean, that's pretty much the film. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, there's a lot that happens after that. I mean, yes, but I mean, uh, as far as I don't want to give anything else, um, give anything else away. Right. And, um, I, I kind of have, a I disagree with the way you painted her as wanting to be an influencer. She wanted to be famous. I don't think she did. I think she wanted to be noticed. I don't think she wanted to be famous. But the opening lines were like, I want to be this, I want to be that. And then she's like, be careful what you wish for. I thought it was just, I want to be like noticed and I want to be. Yeah, I mean, I guess not necessarily famous, but I mean, when she gets the follower, she's all happy about it too. Yeah, but I feel like if... But I think once you go through the whole movie, it's more about... In the beginning, it's like she wants to be famous. But then once you get to know her character more, it is ultimately about just being noticed. Uh, I still disagree with that. Yeah. But, I mean, the first 20 minutes are set up so that like literally nobody at, at her mm-hmm. job is like paying any attention to her mm-hmm. or like wants to know anything about her or mm-hmm. wants to spend any time with her. Yeah. You know, but like... I don't think she wants to be famous. She just wants to, like, have a connection. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I take umbrage. Okay. It doesn't really, don't think it changes much. I think it it's different on how you read the film mm-hmm. and, like, how you you feel about what happens to her character. I guess. Well, like I said, the thing when she says, be careful what you wish for in the mm-hmm. beginning, it was about being well-known by everybody. So that's why... Yeah, I say it was about being famous. Either way, being noticed, being famous, uh, she ultimately gets what she wants, and everybody uh, knows her. <laughs> um, so, what are your thoughts on this film? I thought this film ruled. To be <laughs> honest with you, um, I was not. I was expecting like a like kind of a comedy of errors. Mm-hmm. Um, in that, you know, I I thought it was going to be like, oh, she starts this lie that starts out as a thing and then it's like oh no it starts snowballing and getting worse and worse and like that kind of thing Mm -hmm. and that she was gonna be kind of like stuck in her like apartment faking this for the better part of the film um and that turned out to not be what happens um and what 
actually happens is like a really interesting dissection and interrogation investigation mm-hmm. of like another shuns yeah <laughs> um wordplay not funny <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> about just kind of everything survivors mm-hmm. um online you know discourse or lack thereof uh and just like a lot of what it means to make connections Mm -hmm. now and what those connections or how real those connections can actually be Mm -hmm. or you know if they mean anything at all and then just kind of trauma and what that means and how people deal with it differently Mm -hmm. and um i think ultimately also about art and about how trauma can create art and art is ultimately healing yes um also can i just say like zoe deutsch has made some incredibly interesting films most of which on hulu (laughs) uh, yeah most of which are on hulu Mm -hmm. but like you have this you have uh not okay the outfit which i had said was like one of my honorable mentions for my top 10 last year Mm -hmm. which i thought was incredible there's a film called buffaloed which was really good that we both enjoyed Mm -hmm. uh another film called flower i just like she is quickly becoming a very interesting actress to watch um so go her Um. (laughs) yeah no i agree with you you make an interesting point about like trauma that i hadn't really thought about until now in that as much as you end up disliking her character like she ends up going through trauma like the internet hate you know that she gets in all of these things now you would say that it's you know trauma she inflicted on herself is a little bit different. A hundred percent. Yeah. But it it is kind of interesting too. That's what I found the most um, compelling about this movie is first of all the the tension that it creates because you see her like faking this more and more and falling into this hole deeper and deeper and you just know someone is going to expose her. Uh, so yeah. Towards the beginning of the movie. You're like, oh, it's just, you know, she's a young, you know, young starting out in her career. She's faking this trip to Paris. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, she's a a two on a scale of bad people. <laughs> you know? Oh, like, you know, <laughs> I, I thought you meant she was like a two on a scale of people. I oh, was no, like, no, no, that's no. harsh. Of, of like bad people. Yeah, yeah there's. Like, okay, you're being dishonest. You're not, but you're not hurting anyone. But you can empathize just, with them exactly. where it's like, okay, you want. You know, you and this is funny. Uh, I don't know. Peel back the curtain a little bit, mm-hmm. but you recently had like surgery. Yes. And on the way home, you were like, "I understand yeah. Munchausen's disease." Oh yeah, you that all these people <laughs> because these people like taking care of you, so you can mm-hmm. kind of see like, yeah. you know, you don't. It's bad. It's mm-hmm. real bad. Mm-hmm. But you understand why the end result of it is something someone would crave. Yeah, and and it being. I would even disagree with you. Like, real bad. She's faking being in a place. And, you know, she's not actually there. Oh, but you're saying before... No, before anything. The attack. Yes. I see. You know, that Understood. she's... Understood. Yeah, then absolutely. You're yeah. just like, oh, okay, that's a dumb thing for her to do. Someone's probably going to expose her. But nobody got hurt. Yeah. She just ends yeah. up looking like an idiot. Yeah. You know, It's she fun can, to Photoshop. <laughs> yeah, she can go on with her life. Right. And then, little by little, I mean, then the you know, the bombing happens and you see where this is going. You're like, oh no, she's, but even at that point, it's like, just come clean now Mm -hmm. and and you're still redeemable. Yep. And then the more and more Mm -hmm. connections that she makes and lies that she tells, your contempt for this character just grows. Oh, there's so many moments (laughs) in this film where you're just like, I hate you so much. And half of them actually happen before even the lies. Mm -hmm. Just like the the way that she like changes her complete persona to try to get in with other people and like she is i i say i think two is a little low because the way she talks to some of the people in the office is like the just the act of faking oh that is the act of faking a vacation yeah yeah yeah, i got you okay you're not i thought you meant her as a whole because she's kind of she's pretty dislikable the beginning act the first lie is a two out of a ten yeah um so yeah, there's just so many times where you're just kind of like seething mm-hmm. watching this film and just being like, "Oh my 
god, yeah. you're horrible. Yeah. And then but then it takes. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say the the most interesting parts then is when she meets a support group mm-hmm. for survivors of just survivors yeah survivors um, of trauma i think yeah it's, just it's a, yeah there's or violence i think it is because it's like bombings and yeah. gun violence and mm-hmm. yeah yeah and then mia isaac who oh, plays rowan in this film mm-hmm. um a survivor of a school shooting mm-hmm. in florida who has then moved to new york and become an activist poet warrior mm-hmm. um and the relationship that they form mm-hmm. and it gets worse yes. before it gets better. Well, <laughs> and then it, it like, gets, it gets incredibly, gets yeah. Because now she's hurting people. Yes. Well, like, I think hurting other. People. I think that's the interesting thing, though. If if that lie never gets revealed, mm-hmm. is she hurting anybody? And I think that's an interesting question. If she continues to lie about it, right. Yeah, because you should, should have said it that you know it's about to hurt people. <laughs> yes, <laughs> is, yeah. Because otherwise, why would they make the movie if yeah. she just gets away with it and mm-hmm. makes other people's lives better? But like you know, it is. That's why it made a very interesting like perspective of yeah, this person is lying, but she did start to become a better person and she started to do nice things and she was helping mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. So you have this person that's becoming better and you like them but you have this lie and terrible thing that she did underneath. Right. So I found myself like conflicted with, oh my God, these things you've done are terrible, but it, it, yep. that they've in turn made you a better person and you're helping all these people mm-hmm. as long as they don't find out who you really are. So yeah. it's like, it's a hard, right? you know, I think I kind of thought about it as like a, a Dr. Phil or Dr. Oz. Mm-hmm. I feel like people probably go on that show and they're like, oh, this made me so much better and I feel... Yeah. You know, great and wonderful. And yeah. they're like quacks. Uh huh. <laughs> so, can, you know, like the argument of, well, they are. I mean, like, he's not even my real doctor. Yeah, no, like I it. just, like, I didn't think of Dr. Oz as we were watching this film. <laughs> no, I'm just, I was thinking about people that are crappy people yeah. and kind of phony. Yeah. But there are probably a slew of people that, after being on Dr. Oz, they were like, oh, oh right. My, yeah. Now or, my life is better. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. so you, like, Mm-hmm. you know like how i see what you're saying yeah like yeah. how far does the lie and the perception you know take you mm-hmm. um that i found myself in a way i found myself at times like sympathizing a small amount for like cancel culture people yeah like the way in my you opinion, mean people regard, that like, have been victims can, of cancel culture have been canceled for legitimate reasons yeah like I, you know, people do awful things and I think they have a right to be canceled. Yeah. But I don't think anyone deserves like the death threats and the things. Oh, no, of course you not. You know, so like when, when she was going through that at that point. Yeah. It did make me sympathize. No matter what somebody says on the internet, what hateful thing you say, mm-hmm. I don't think anyone deserves to live in a state of fear and, you know, getting death threats into their family member. Like at some point her parents are getting death threats and things yeah. like that. That yeah. was like, I, I'm not sympathizing with the person and the actions. Uh-huh. It's more of like, well, when people do that, are they any better? You know, if you're yeah, now yeah, yeah. unleashing, unleashing hate and violence against somebody that originally was, you know, unleashing hate. Yeah. Like, that it was just a, an interesting like other side of looking at it gotcha you know that i would you know half these people that are canceled and like you're a terrible person yeah but i don't think well, you deserve to die or yeah, yeah, yeah like those things yeah for sure um i don't know i think it's interesting too because i mean we can i i think at some point we'll have to put a spoiler wall up but like mm. you can you can extrapolate i think you know, six months, a year down the road after this film. Mm-hmm. And then, like, it becomes a question of, like, it, cancel culture is not real. Mm-hmm. Like, let's be honest. Like, mm-hmm. Louis C.K. won a Grammy two years ago. Oh, uh, yeah. Dave Chappelle won it this year. Oh, you mean, like, like final cancel culture? Right. It, it, there's, yeah. like, there's no such thing. Like, mm-hmm. the people are still working. You know, people go yeah, see, yeah. you know, X, Y, Z. Like, mm-hmm. a friend of mine just posted that they saw somebody from... 
television that I thought was canceled for legitimate reasons mm-hmm. and they're still touring. Yeah. But or people become senators and representatives. Right. So like <laughs> ultimately yes. And then I don't know. Should we just throw up a, a spoiler wall just so we can kind of I mean, the talk spoilers, completely freely? I mean, you know, I, you know, she's going to get found out. Yeah. Um, you're talking about more of the relationship with the survivors group is kind of. Yeah, I think. Okay. I don't know. Okay, go watch. The I, I feel like it's on Hulu, right? So it's not like you have to go to a, a you know, a thing like the Ambler or oh, a yeah, Restoration yeah. Theater so, to like go see this niche movie. True. Like so, it's very easily accessible. I think it is 100% worth your time. Totally. It is a very interesting look at relations today mm-hmm. and uh, the internet um, trauma, like we said, yeah. like all of this thing. Okay, so we'll put up a pause it here. Yeah. And. And bow, go, bow, bow. Yeah. Spoilers. So, yeah. So, like, at the end, then, she's in a new supporters group, right? Mm-hmm. For people that have been victimized by the internet. Yeah. Which I think is, it was, like, internet shaming support group, yeah, I think is what yeah, it's called. Yeah, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I really wanted more of the stories <laughs> from the other people. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, I, I can see, like, in... <laughs> I know, like, in the ideal world, Mm -hmm. there's no judgment and no, like, kind of comparisons within those groups. Yes. But we saw, like, depicted in that scene, there Mm -hmm. is absolute judgment towards her for what she did that might have been, you know, like, on, like, written in plain black and white the same thing somebody else did, which was lie on the internet about X Mm -hmm. or whatever. So, like, it's really interesting that there's like this like hierarchy of people even within that group how bad of a person you right. are within this group of bad i mean one of the things in the movie that were like she's the worst person and we've we've talked about hitler on this oh well and that I remember was on watching a, that we're like Whoa. that was on like a youtube yeah thing. like no yeah. let's not go there yeah <laughs> that's nowhere near so mm-hmm. yeah it's like but you can extrapolate like i said like you know a year out I'm guessing she's going to be completely fine and probably have a position now or a voice like through something else because of this Mm -hmm. thing that she did. Yes. So like you have to kind of like, I, I don't think that I think the film shifts the perspective from hers to the people that she hurt. Yes. In the final minutes. Mm -hmm. And now we can, talk about the ending because oh. i think the ending is actually kind of like the spoilery thing like oh, oh, that, if you know that's yes, coming yes, yes. like You're right. that is but Don't. mia isaac is like uh we said like a poet she's mm-hmm. a like free a verse word. kind of spoken, spoken word, word yeah. um poet it's just like hamilton and she's yeah <laughs> the film is also very funny it is very funny um the uh the whole time she's like practicing for this talent show thing Mm -hmm. and she goes to a performing arts school so it's like you know she's worried that you know all these new york talent kids are going to be way better than her and whatnot and there's you know towards the end of the film you're like i don't know like it's it's so much in this film about like how it lands the ending Mm -hmm. about whether or not this film is going to be good or say the right thing or (laughs) yeah be amazing and i want to say like pitch perfect 100% absolutely nailed the ending. The ending was great. Because it literally I forget what her like her last line is in the film, but it's a good 10 minutes before the film the, ends, I think. In the poem or are you talking about Zoe Deutsch's character? No, no, Zoe Deutsch's character. Oh, yeah. Like um Danny is her name. Mm-hmm. Um she's in the support group and decides to go try to make amends with mm-hmm. Rowan and Rowan does this spoken word piece about Danny, Danny yeah. and about everything. And the film just like absolutely destroys her and like yeah. takes it to her for everything that she's done. And that's how it ends. And yeah. And she has like an apology written out on her phone. Right. She like, I don't know if she deletes it or she just turns her phone. She off turned her phone like, off yeah. and left the room, mm-hmm. but she does not, they literally take her voice away yeah. which is fantastic use mm-hmm. of because you know, making it's like making amends is still about you right 
Right. Rather than just let this person hate me and be angry with me. Yeah, exactly. I'm not going to try to fix it. Like, yeah. what I did is at least pretty at, unfixable. At least at that point. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's still a very fresh wound, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. You know, at a certain point, I think, you know, amends well, can be made. In the poem, she does say something about maybe in the future I yeah. will hate you or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, but we will not or never, we'll never be, be okay. okay. Yeah. yeah, which is, oh, yeah, and that. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a whole aspect, too, The the whole... Like, she helps influence this hashtag of mm-hmm. not okay, and yeah. people are coming out and talking about their mental health and things right. like that. Yeah. And that's all a great thing that yeah. she inspired, but... Yeah, but does that matter, then, mm-hmm. if it's from such a disingenuous yeah. place? And, and she ends up stealing that line, too, from... Oh, true. Yeah, yeah Rowan says... It's, like, it's yeah. a plagiarized line, well, I mean, anyway. Yeah, it's kind <laughs> of the... Like, it's it's very commonplace now to say like it's okay to not be okay yes but her inspiration for it and like her writing Mm -hmm. of it is all from rowan yeah Yeah. which Which is again her literally stealing the voice of Mm -hmm. a survivor so like just i i I think think the fact that she's a minority is an interesting point also yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. one that they don't fully like explicitly touch on no i think it's just an interest i think it was a good choice to make the character black yeah because it Mm -hmm. is often about their voices being stolen. Yes. And are overshadowed by rich white people. Which right. Is Danny's character is also, I think it's important to note her parents have a lot of money too. Yes. Because they she do. has somewhere to fall back on and she has a lot of these, you know, supports mm-hmm. in place. Right. Yeah. That way. And it just said, it said so many things at one time mm-hmm. that I, going in, I thought it was going to be this silly goof, like you said, comedy of errors. Like yeah. This stupid girl that you know did this but in the Mm -hmm. end she has like a slap on the wrist and she's better off and learned to be authentic right yeah like i was expecting Mm -hmm. that and we didn't get that and i was i was okay i was okay Uh, with yeah with that yeah we didn't it might have happened but that's not what the movie is about so we don't get shown that oh if she just gets a slap but i mean like it, it didn't say she didn't hurt people no i mean the like her changing and like having the thing oh yeah yeah. you know um yeah so i yeah i think it's really it's uh it's a bummer not many people are talking about this yeah well i mean it did it it just came out it came out in 22 right oh it did um and i don't know i mean i don't remember seeing anything about it being in theaters i don't know if it's like a direct to hulu film or anything a lot of their films are yeah but um boy yeah this is good go check it out (laughs) it does yeah it really does say a lot about so many different parts of our culture now yeah like oh it was released in uh, this this past summer yeah august or uh, july july yeah um like what just what it says about infamy and perception and image and hate and violent like it was just it was just so much and yep. the um the spoken word po- poetry parts were just for, i mean i love that stuff <laughs> and <laughs> yeah just the it way... was it was very well written mm-hmm. and performed mm-hmm. um so it was like it it felt authentic it really did and it wasn't the 22 jump street version <laughs> <laughs> not that type of spoken word no, no. beat poetry <laughs> um because I, I i also think it made an interesting point of that that how many how many people are becoming figures for a cause yeah without asking for it right yeah yeah you know like to me there was you know implication here that rowan wasn't necessarily like i'm gonna go be the voice of anti-violence mm-hmm. that yeah. like because of your circumstances and beginning to talk um you know like how many people now or yeah like you didn't necessarily ask for it right and then you know, like Malala, someone like malala like, yeah you know was she necessarily wanting to be this you know um voice of women education you know and things like that right and then how much stronger and more like unimpeachable those people have to be because mm-hmm. the one part where you do see rowan break and kind of you know um deal with like ptsd moment Mm -hmm. um she starts to to lose it because she knows that 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 could be the end of her like 
her campaign like yeah. the the message is completely lost now because the person is fallible yeah that we can only take we only take people seriously when they have like a reason to like people are taking rowan seriously because she was a victim of a school shooting when another person that wants yeah, but... to fight for violence well you've never actually been in violence yourself so people are not as willing to listen to but the person. But beyond that, it's because she is strong and brave yeah, and yeah. bold in order to do and it. to stand mm-hmm. up and everything like that. But mm-hmm. then, like, if you show that you are not okay, yeah, yeah, then it's over. Yes. Yeah. It's just interesting that, like, people have to go through these things in order to get people to listen to them. Right. Is that, you know, they're not going to listen to Danny's character about the need for stopping violence because she lied about who she was where we have to like it's just a shame that how we we simp like we can only sympathize with people that have been through the things and not like why and not just fighting, feel why strongly for about this cause something. when right. you you have nothing to do with it right exactly and yeah. that's kind of unfortunate like people should still be able to fight for things they believe yeah. in even if they haven't been a victim of it themselves yeah for sure oh this was a really interesting take on that as well mm-hmm. so um all right well we talked a lot about it uh so let's talk about our uh, rating yeah I haven't, um, I haven't thought about it yet, actually. Yeah, I mean, I put one in, um, like, right after the film is done, What right after I've watched. Um, and I put it in as a 9. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's quite a 10. That's what I'm, I'm, but it is a very strong yeah, 9. Yeah, it's definitely a Firm nine. 9. I think... Yeah. I'm not sure... I don't know if I can pinpoint exactly why it's not a 10. Yeah, I can't either, but just... Just slightly less. I don't know. Yeah. Like, maybe it's a 10, and if I can't think of why it's not a 10. <laughs> yeah, but to me, a 10 is a feeling more than a, like, yeah. just, like, you didn't receive any marks off. Yeah, true. You know, you have to have that kind mm-hmm. of, like, what was the, I mean, well, after Sun for me, as we discussed yeah. last week. But, you know, even before that, like, my last 10 was like glass onion because like that just it just hit me in the right spot and i'm like you know jacked up afterwards yeah you're right (laughs) or banshees or i'm gonna i'm gonna nine as well yeah there's just not that something extra there to bump it up right perfect but a hard nine ten it's like (laughs) nine and a half (laughs) no (laughs) no i can't no have these it's a nine a nine point two yeah no but i definitely think it's a film that everybody should watch it was, um, yeah, a hundred percent. It I, just said so many, so many interesting things, and yeah. was really well done, really well acted. Yeah, no. yeah, they're very um, good performances and like believable characters. And like I said, Zoe Deutsch coming, coming for the yeah. the world, and uh, makes interesting kid. choices. So <laughs> I, I feel like I'll be more. Uh, I'm very ready to see a movie that she's in just yeah. because like her because of what the, she's the done. ones that she's done have all been interesting and have said something whether or not I don't think like we either of us thought flower was like the most amazing film did I see that with you yeah we watched it on the projector which one's flower it was the one about the teacher and the teacher they well I don't want to uh, I don't uh, want to say. Yeah, we can talk about it. We'll talk okay. about it. Offline. I don't remember seeing this movie. Uh, but I just said talk about it offline, and that's like my least favorite thing. Oh, ever. because so, a we're not online right now, you and I. Oh, so, sorry. Sorry. We'll talk about it after we're done Bis- recording this podcast. I I said it. You didn't say oh, okay. it. I hate myself right now. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I don't remember that one. Um. Uh, but yeah, Zoe Deutsch is. Uh, yeah. Is it? So. I think our safe to say our next podcast is probably going to be about um, the Oscar shorts. Probably, because yeah. Now we're getting we might at that mix time in a little. Year. We might mix in a little uh, M Night Shyamalan action with Knock at oh, the Cabin we did as see well. Knock at the cabin. We did see it. This is correct. We have thoughts. But we're getting that not that as point many as year, on old, but like that March, April, May time when uh, n- new awesome movies aren't necessarily. Um, I disagree. I mean, you got Quantum Mania. You got um a couple of other like big things coming soon. But is that like people don't want to release right after the Oscars are over because people forget about the movie by the time 
the next Oscar. Well, for the for the you know Oscar bait, but yeah, for yeah, the yeah. more popular mm. thing, like Titanic True. is in theaters. We could talk about that. That's okay. Um, I've never seen it. We got another mystery movie coming up at the end of the month. That can be fun. Oh, mystery movie. That's right. Okay. Uh, I stand corrected. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Cocaine Bear. Oh, gosh. We can invite our special guest, Matt, to come Uh, and talk about that one. Creed 3, Scream 6. Yeah, see, as I was saying, there aren't that many interesting movies. I think Matt and I are going to have to start our own podcast where we talk about awesome movies that you don't care to see. I'll just introduce and then ask you guys some questions and then yeah. I'll just sit back and sip my tea while you guys talk. Yeah. We did do that for, uh, uh, psycho Gorman. Gorman. Yeah, psycho yeah. Gorman. That was fun times. Maybe, yeah. Maybe cocaine. Although there, there's kind of a small part of me now that wants to see cocaine. You bear. absolutely <laughs> do not. At least don't no, come think, with me to I see think cocaine. I do bear. <laughs> to just make fun of it. Like, right. Well, I mean, if they do it right, that's the point of it. Yeah. I think I might want to see it. Um, we'll we'll see, uh, but definitely the. Um, you enjoyed Bullet Train. I feel like it would be the same. Bullet kind Train of, was really fun. Same kind of like level of ridiculousness. Uh, maybe it's about <laughs> a bear that snorts cocaine. But it's about more. I feel like there's a lot of like humans in the trailers. Okay, and I'm like, why? Well, we, we shall see. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe that, anyway. But definitely we always look forward to the yeah. um, nominated shorts yeah let us know what we should review i've been toying and i haven't mentioned this to you oh. but doing a spin-off married in movies um mm. i don't know what to call it okay. yet hitched on the pitch where we discuss ted lasso in depth oh well i can i would do that all yeah. the time you know how much i love ted yeah. lasso Hitched on the pitch, but we didn't actually get married. No, but so married at the movies. But we play soccer together. You know, I mean, and... maybe some people don't know. Maybe we have newer madams and they don't know. Married at the movies is dual meaning. We are a married couple that goes to the movies, but we were also married in a movie theater. Yes, we were. So that's why that's how we came up with the title. Yep. In case you didn't know, we that. thought real hard about it. <laughs> we did. We thought well. Anyway, so yeah, next episode we're probably going to take a look at the animated shorts. Um, that's always one of my highlighted movie experiences of the year. I love going to see yeah. those shorts. Last year, you didn't get to see any of them. <clears throat> I saw all three. I, I saw the documentaries, the live action. I didn't and, get to see them in theaters. And the animated. I watched yeah. a couple of them on um, yeah on my computer. Honestly, with the crop from last year, I, don't, I feel like you didn't great. really miss much. Last year's weren't great. The, um, the documentaries were interesting, except the one that won, like, just... I, I have no idea why. Mm. Like, it was just a good story about a basketball player. Like, I thought there were mm. much more compelling films in that category. Yeah. But Yeah, hopefully this year there'll be some better pickings. And, um, yes, it's it's next week. Usually it's more towards the end of February, beginning of March, which is when my teaching conference is, so I miss out. But this year, I think we will yes. see them before. Ooh. So, yeah. Ooh, very exciting. Ooh, my teaching conference. <laughs> <laughs> not that fancy <laughs> uh, all right yeah, so look forward to that yeah let's let's end this yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. follow uh, us on instagram married movies podcast yes. email us at gmail gmail uh, yeah married, married movies, movies podcast, podcast at gmail.com uh, <laughs> let us know what you think we should review yeah sounds good would you listen to hitched at the pitch uh, hitched hitched on the pitch near the pitch okay that's gonna do it for this week's episode of married at at the the movies movies. (laughs) seriously though that podcast would be like 60 hours